Second Chronicles chapter 25, verse 5 through verse 9. Second Chronicles chapter 25, verse 5 through verse 9. Amaziah called the people of Judah together and assigned them according to their families, to commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He then mustered those 20 years old and more and found that there were 300,000 men fit for military service, able to handle the spear and shield. He also hired a 100,000 fighting men from Israel for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, your majesty, these troops from Israel must not march with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the people of Ephraim, especially Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy. For God has the power to help you or hurt you. See, we, we made only God one fluffy teddy bear character. But you better make sure you stay on the right side of God. The old saints used to say, if God put his hand on you, can't nobody pray it off. Verse 9, Amaziah asked the man of God. King says, but what about the money I spent for these Israeli troops? The man of God replied, the Lord can give you much more than that. So Amaziah dismissed the troops who had come to him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were furious with Judah and left for home in a what? Great rage. I want you to look at the person beside you and tell them, not afraid to lose. If you need a thing for this season, you got to walk out of here declaring, I'm not afraid to lose. <laughs> See? Listen what John chapter 15 verse 9 says. It tells us, we, we quote it like this. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But when we quote this scripture, oftentimes we're making a reference to geography. Where this scripture goes more than geography, it's more about demography. We are called to the world's systems, but we're not of the world's system. When you're of something, this means you represent it. You're an ambassador of it. But when you're called to it, it means you have an assignment to impact it, affect it, infect it, challenge it, and change it. One of those world systems that I believe that we're called to is the internet or the world of social media. But in this coming era and season of our lives, to maintain your focus this year, you must live outside of it. In other words, don't get trapped in the algorithm. Don't be consumed with the timeline. When you get swallowed in by it, social media begins to shape your morals. It shapes your values. Social media becomes the source of your anxiety, your depression. It becomes the root of your envy and your competition. It establishes times, establishes boundaries. But somebody says, but Bishop, I don't want to miss nothing. I need to be in the know. Tell your neighbor you can't be afraid to lose. <laughs> Many people want to be or claim to be kings and queens. But those who are born in royalty, they don't just embrace the privileges of royalty, but they understand the responsibilities of royalty. 
It's not about your comfort, Darnell. It's not about your convenience. It's all about the kingdom. Many of you have carried the title of leadership, whether it's in your home, your job, the community, or the, even the church. But many have carried this title without the power of its influence. Where is the power of leadership? I'm about to give it to you. Because you got the title, you got the look, you got the image. But where is, where is the power? The power of leadership is on the other side of hard decisions. Many of you are too obsessed with your comfort for God to trust you with influence. Many are too obsessed with being liked and being wanted. You can't be a good parent if your goal is totally to be liked by your children. You can't be a good business owner if your total goal is to be liked by all of your employees. Anybody you hire, you must be willing to fire. Mm. <laughs> Amaziah is the king of Judah. Oh, I'm about to land this in just a few moments. He's the king of Judah. It's good to see you, son. Y'all miss you and Ted. I love y'all. Amaziah is the king of Judah. And, and I say Judah, and it's going to be a little uh, iffy around here. So I want to make sure I make it clear for you. Because you're going to hear me say Judah and you're going to hear me say Israel. Supposed to be the same people in many ways it is. But there came a time where the kingdom of Israel got divided. And the northern kingdom then was called Israel. And the southern kingdom was called, thank you Bible readers, called Judah. And so they had some civil wars and some conflicts. But there were peace times where they operated and they traded within one another and the Bible says when Amaziah is a young man he comes to his seat he's the successor of his father's throne because his father had been assassinated it's very important that I make that reference and one of the very first things he does once the kingdom gets established once he creates some sort of normality then he brings punishment or correction to those who were responsible for the assassination of his father. I, want to, I just want to make this point to some of you who are coming into new places and new positions. Correction cannot always be your first order of business. Stability must be your first order of business. Before you try to change everything and change everybody higher and fire, first you must establish stability. He waited until stability was established before he brought correction. Mm. But he let their sons live. Because according to the Mosaic law, uh, that the children should not be punished for what the fathers did and the fathers should not be punished for what the sons did I, I want to say this to everyone in this room who are holding on to your mother's and your grandmother's prayers and your father's prayers that's a blessing but at some point you got to learn how to pray for yourself because you got to stand before God for yourself 
Tell your neighbor, you got to know him for yourself. You got to know him. There's going to come a time in your life you may not be able to get a hold of your mother. You may not be able to get a hold to the preacher. You've got to be able to touch God for yourself. Amaziah, as I bring this to a close now, Amaziah now wants to go to battle. And when he gets ready to go to battle, the scripture says he counts, hallelujah, he counts how many soldiers he has. He counts how many fighting men he has. He, he's counting. There was one time in Israel, God even told the king, don't count. Don't call a census. Why did he tell them don't count? He says, because your strength will not be in your numbers. Your strength will be in your God. And let's look at the name Amaziah. The name Amaziah means strength of the Lord. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, this year walk in your identity. This year walk, don't walk in what's been put on you. Walk in what you've been born to be. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care what kind of label is on your dress. Who did God call you to be? Hallelujah. I don't, I'm not talking about the cloak that everybody else has thrown on you because of the family you came from. Who has God called you to be? He's, but he's going to war. So he's counting his soldiers. He said, okay, how many do I got? I got this man. Okay, I got, and I got 300,000. Okay, you good. But he still didn't feel comfortable. Because some of us, no matter how many people we have with us, we still don't feel like it's enough. And this is the revelation the Lord gave me somewhere around the second week of December. As I was writing this book, I'm writing this book called Drowning Lifeguard. And the Lord began to speak to me. He says, when someone has a hole on the inside of them and you try to fill it, you're going to exhaust yourself. Because no matter how much you pour, it will never be enough. I don't care how much you're there for them. I don't care how much money you get them. I don't care how many accolades and affirming words. When the hole is on the inside, it will never be enough. Because the moment you get exhausted from pouring, they'll feel rejected by you. And you will become the source of their rejection. My God, hallelujah. No matter how many times you say yes, one no, or I'm not available, or I'm not able to, will be, you've never been there for me. You've never done anything for me. And I want to tell somebody in this room, I'm taking you off the hook right now. No longer will you be bound by the spirit of manipulation, and no longer will you be controlled by their rejection or your past rejection. Because some of you are holding on to people trying to compensate because you don't want them to feel what you felt. But that is not your battle. You're going to drown. You're going to be depleted. And so no matter what you say, it won't be enough. Amaziah has 300,000 men and it's still not enough. To the point, the Bible said he even hired. He called up to Israel and said, hey, y'all. I need um, 100,000 of y'all's men. I'll pay you good. 100,000 of y'all's men from, uh, from the tribe of Ephraim. And if the money right, you know, they're ready to fight. See, when the money right, the people who hate you will be your friend. Y'all not leery. Y'all not leery with these people who swap sides so 
Y'all not leery of these people who you see them with folk that they were talking about to you. You're not leery of that. You still gonna let them sit at your table and have conversation. You're not leery of that. Something just don't sit right. A hundred thousand men and they show up ready to go fight and when they get ready to go fight a no-name prophet <laughs> not Isaiah not Elijah not Jeremiah a man of God and some of you are going to miss out on your word because you're looking for a name but God is getting ready to raise up some folk that ain't got no name. God is about to raise up some people who don't have a website, don't have an itinerary. God is about to raise up some people and their title will be man of God. Their title will be woman of God. He said, said to them, said, said, uh, said, uh, your majesty, you don't need them from Israel. As a matter of fact, not only do you not need them, if you take them with you, you're going to lose even if you fight well. Hear me. He said, even if you fight well, you're going to lose. Hold on. But they can't beat me. Oh, no, no. It ain't going to be them. It's going to be God. See, all of us want to make sure that God is on our side. You got to make sure you're on God's side. Because if God is working against you, <laughs> now I know, I know when we're talking about God working against you, some of you, you think that's erroneous, you think that's unbiblical, it's because you don't read your Bible. God is on God's side. And, and some of you are about to get this revelation. Somebody shout revelation. revelation. Your enemy may not be God's enemy. Just because you don't like them, I don't care what kind of prophecies you try to conjure up against them. I don't care what kind of lies you try to go. Just because you don't like them don't mean God don't love them. Yeah, I just don't like her. It don't matter. <laughs> when God's hand is on them, when God's favors upon their life, I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I'm favored by God, and I will not apologize. I am convinced that God's favor is on my life, because every time I turn around, he makes another way. Every time I get up, I land on my feet. Somebody just jump up and turn around and shout, favor, 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 favor. About three, about four minutes. He said, no, 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 no. It's not about how well you fight and how bad they fight. If you take them people with you, God gonna fight against you. So, I want to save you. I want to save you from Facebook posts about the people you're going to cut off. that you got to post it means you're behind schedule. The mere fact that you got to make an announcement means you didn't hear God the first time. 
said, he said to them, he said, uh, he said, no, no, if you take them just because you want to take them, don't mean that's God's design. You already got 300,000. You trying to take 100,000 that's not even a part of your camp. They're not even a part of your mission. They're only here for the money. God is trying to save some of us from another heartache. They already showed you in the past season when they were fighting against you. Now you're trying to hire them to fight with you. People who only show up when they're being paid is reflective of their character. They only help you if there's something in for them. Oh Lord. That's friendship. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Karma and all that stuff. Y'all don't pull on the world system. When I love somebody, I fight for them. I will help them move. I will do whatever I need to do without having anything else in mind. And when you put something in my, oh wow, thank you. I wasn't even expecting it. Mm. Bible says, Amaziah says, this is what Amaziah says. He said, hold on man of God. I didn't already pay them. I already gave them the money. And the, and the prophet looks at him and says, God can give you more when you obey him. I'm not going to hoop this out. I'm going to close it out like this. You can't be afraid to lose. You're not going to be successful this year, Lay, if you're not, if you're not willing to lose. They're risking this. If you're going to be successful in business, you're going to be successful in... No, no you got to take a risk. Oh, and, and trusting God is a risk. Hold on. I've already invested in this. I've invested in this relationship. I've invested in this co-op. I've invested my energy. Right. I'm going to tell y'all, you look at it. The Bible said, he told him, all right, y'all. Um, God said, y'all can't go with me. Y'all can't go with me to battle. They got the money and they still left angry. Y'all don't even have to fight. And y'all were still mad. I'm telling y'all. This is what's getting ready to happen. Now, some of y'all ain't going to shout off for this, but in the next 90 days, there's going to be a manifestation of some people around you. And they're going to either be around you or you're going to have to see them from a distance. Now, that decision is going to be yours. Because even when he released them, see, when you go read the chapter later, when you go read the chapter later, you're going to realize they were so angry that they started killing people on the way home. Because they had rage in them. You don't go to battle with people who don't have discipline over their rage. The mere fact that when you got upset and we had a little spat, you made a subliminal Facebook post about me. Uh, I can't trust you. Okay? You tell me our relationship ain't no deeper, that we can't have a misunderstanding and it stay between us. 
You must. And so I, I don't, I don't, I play checkers. I haven't learned chess yet. I told Morgan to put the graphic on and put uh, chess on it. So I started watching YouTube videos about chess. Because, you know, YouTube will show you how to build a house and fly an airplane and everything. And one chess player says, there are three uh, uh, spaces in chess. Your opening, your middle, and your close. And this is what blew me and I, I started shaking my laptop and speaking in tongues. Because <laughs> the man on YouTube said to me, he was doing a TED talk actually. He says, there is a play in chess called Sacrifice. And he says, the, the, the best time to make the sacrifices in the opening stage. Now he says, when you make the sacrifice in the opening stage, it can look like you're losing because you sacrifice a valuable pawn for something with less value. He says, but just make the sacrifice in the beginning so you can win in the end. You to get out of your seat and just tell somebody I'm willing to lose in the beginning because I win in the end. Hey, I'm not afraid to lose. I used to be afraid until I will hold on to toxic stuff and toxic people. Who am I without the blunt? Who am I without the alcohol? Who am I without the boo? Who am I without the friends? I'm about to discover. I'm about to discover who I am with the Lord fighting for me. I'm about to discover who I am standing in the strength of the Lord. I'm willing to lose in the opening. So I win in the end. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Thank you. <laughs> oh! Hey, uh, <laughs> willing to sacrifice some things in the opening so so I can so I can win in the end I want to be successful in God the challenge with that is I won't change that cost me the less. Like, <laughs> the least, you know, don't. <laughs> I mean, I won't change, but can I, like, add it to what I got already? <laughs> I'm serious, y'all. I, when, I, when I go shopping, sometimes I know I need to try on the clothes, but just thinking about it is... <laughs> Still, I end up standing there just holding it up like I think I can wear this because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to have to remove everything so 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 I think it'll be fine and I, I'll I'll buy it and I'll take it home and then it don't fit right then I got to go all the way back. Amen. 
And then, but then this, I said, do you have my size? And he's like, well, it's online. So we can just, we can have them ship it to you. Or we can have it shipped to the store. Then you can come back in and try it on. And I'm like, and all of that would have been fixed if I would have made the necessary change in the beginning. And some of us are afraid of doing this. Are you ready? We're afraid of starting over. Afraid of starting over. We want to don't want to start over. But look at it. This ain't starting over. This is starting again. Because I'm looking at some of y'all in this room when I use that clothes clothing analogy. You still got some of them clothes in your closet. You never took it back. Amazon making money off of you. They said you can send it back, but you know, the process. This is what Jesus said. He said, if you lose your life, hey, if you lose your life, you'll find it. Hallelujah. I'm going to obey God. I want to lead this church the way the Lord told me to lead it. Now, the way, way we go in God, some people might say, oh, this is too much for me. Well, I'm not afraid to lose. I'd rather lose in public opinion and win in God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so now... What's going to be your move now? One, one uh, chess player said in the University of YouTube, <laughs> chess is like life. It's all about making moves. This was, this was powerful. He said, he said, the prettiest time of the board is when no one has moved. Everything is in place and it's pretty. But the challenges start when you start making moves. Are you ready? Or you gonna stay in the comfort and pretty? Mm, hallelujah. As long as the king survives. <sighs> Lift up your hands. I want to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh God. Mm. Lord, you know where I've been from January until to this last day of December. You, you know my journey. You know the things I held on to and, and the people and the things I held on to. You know the things I tried to drag from my past into my future. <laughs> Lord, I got some hard decisions to make. But I want to obey you, God. Give me a do-right spirit. Give me the desire to do what pleases you. Lord, we're not waiting for midnight. You've already brought us into a new season of our lives.
So Father, I'm asking you, Lord, let us be set up for victory. Let us be set up for destiny. If I lose some friends, even for the sake of my calling, if I have to lose some money, I know that whatever I lose for the sake of the kingdom, Lord, the man of God says, you can give me more. Lord, I trust you, Jesus. Mm. I trust you. I trust you. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I pray that you are blessed by the message today. And if you want to continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and even more gospel messages, I encourage you to follow our YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast. And today we want to give you an opportunity to partner what we're doing domestically here at our local church and what we're doing all over the world. There are ways to give. And remember, when you sow, that seed may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. The Bible declares to us that when we sow, Seeds are connected to harvest. Well, I want you to remember that I know what it feels like to cry until you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep going.